Welcome everybody to the Good Old Boy Podcast, where we're champions of the common man. Good old boys talking about life and what makes us who we are. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host and fellow good old boy, Buster Caballero. Now, sit back, relax, and on to the show. All right, all my friends out there, I'm just going to come out right away and say it. I am sorry. I have dropped the ball. I have, uh, it's been about a month since the last episode dropped. And, well, getting this started, life kind of took its turn and a few other things popped up. Holidays, did some traveling, spent some time with the family, uh, just kind of got things refocused. And coming back at you now, really strong, episode eight. Uh, I've got a great guest here today. Finally got to get together with this guy, uh, girls went out for girls night i uh said baby i'll watch the kids or she said you're watching the kids so i said yes ma'am i'm gonna call a buddy see if he can come over and i have my buddy here chris morse hey hey in the studio you're gonna have to get a little closer up to the mic howdy uh, howdy yeah he's playing the so laid back cool guy right she, now so. she wanted you to watch the kids and you had another inclination on that but you compromised and watched, and watched the, the kids. kids. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They got there all asleep before. Before uh, nine o'clock. Before nine o'clock. Before nine o'clock. That's a win. But that's I did a, it by myself for the first time. Win. That was like the first time I ever put all three kids to bed. I witnessed it. It, it was, was that a that shit was show? A thing of magic, actually. <laughs> that was, I was really impressed. Yeah. Chris, welcome, man. Uh, thanks for coming over. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So, let's uh, give you thirty second, man. Pour you, pour yeah. you a hot mug. Give me, of, give me, a, give me your elevator pitch. Hot mug of Chris. Well, thirty six year old uh, business owner on a construction company, married, father of four, um, twice married. Um, never, never gonna, never gonna go down that road again. This is the last one. Um, it's a good one. It's uh just just thank God every day for for my <laughs> wife and what a trooper she is putting up with me. Um like to hunt, like to fish. Uh the you you hit the nail on the head with the the intro song. I got to tell you that was I felt like I was like Bill Dancer was about to like step into the booth and we would talk <laughs> about let's talk about bass masters and it, I, I think you I think you hit the nail on the head. That's I good. appreciate it. And uh, so I, my wife and I moved offices. And so now where our kids' playroom was, it's now our office. And where our office was, we made it the playroom. And that's a lot smaller room. Uh, my wife's business is taking off, ladies, the khaki cow. I'm going to plug it. Uh, it's my show. Guys, send your wife there. They're really two moms doing a great thing. Fashion meets philanthropy. These girls are making, trying to sell these beautiful, their little lovelies. And at the same time, trying to find a way to contribute. So it's their mission. Like, we want to give back that much. Yeah, price. y'all gave, I mean, thousands of dollars for after Hurricane Harvey. That was... 11 grand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just huge, huge. Yeah. That's my my wife, uh, incidentally, has known Buster's wife since childhood. And yeah. they grew up dancing together and things like that. And uh, uh, Kelly's, Kelly's the sweetest 
woman that, that I've ever met, including my wife. Um, you have a good woman. Thank you. Uh, Lindsay, please thank you for letting Chris come hang out tonight. His thanks for signing the permission slip. <laughs> I did file 48 hours ahead of time. She did, she did also sign the, the liability waiver. So okay. We're so good. All right. We're not covered. Yeah. So how's your steak? Uh, steak was excellent. I have never had uh, sous vide steak before, and uh, Buster he treated it uh, like a like a dadgum queen. And uh, that thing's so easy to do. Oh my gosh! It's two hours in a hundred and thirty degree bath. Turn the grill on the hottest you can, and throw it on there. Salt and pepper and uh, garlic salt, not garlic salt, just regular garlic. And those ribeyes had to be. Dude, your dad's a, an inch and a half thick. Yeah, they were good. H-E-B prime. But your dad's is a uh, deer. The lollipops. The lollipops. Yeah, the lollipops. Man, if your dad took the time to get that deer and make deer lollipops with it when most people chunk the ribs. He took it. He took it. He, he really wanted to go all the way because we're, we're tired of, we were tired of uh, getting a deer and, you know, you, you start to... Yeah, that first week you're into it, and you're you know you're making roasts and you're making your stews and you're doing that kind of stuff. But but generally you've you've been pretty wasteful getting the product that you're going to get and mm-hmm. keep. Um, and then it always winds up fizzling out, and you wind up with with a deer shoulder from two seasons ago that's in the back of your freezer. And I, I cleaned mine out recently. Yeah, you got. I got, a, I got rid of a bunch of old meat I had. And- it's a drag. It's a drag because you you know if you think back, you know every every time you take life that's significant and mm-hmm. you know when you when you hunt for deer especially you know deer in Texas white tailed deer, um, we've got a really robust population and and uh, so we're we're pretty readily able to take advantage of that and take these deer and you know I don't know about for you but for me. It's, I mean, whenever I, whenever I take a deer, it's this, this big, this big rush. And so there's a, there's a memory attached to it. And it's like, you're, it's almost like you're, you're wasting that good time and you're wasting that, yeah. that memory. Cause you know, you, you had all the, the preparation and the, uh, the care to, to create that memory and to save this meat and to, uh, to set it aside. And then, you know, it kind of goes to waste. You kind of, you kind of dishonor that, that hard work you did. Do people give you stuff though? Oh Yeah. Yeah. yeah, give it away. Give it away. Don't don't I, let it don't let it turn into. I'm I'm bad about that because it's in the fridge outside and I hardly ever go out yeah. there. And I'm yeah, you know I keep the I keep the kids' cool pops in there. And, yeah. Uh, but so I get given some. My dad gets given a lot, and he picks up a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. he, he when he's traveling back and forth, he's always picking up something here and there. He'll give it to us, and you then I, he. Send it over here and yeah, give it away. Give it yeah. away. You, you, it, it's it's much better to let somebody get something out of it than you know letting it sit there and turn into a brick in your freezer. A couple of years ago, I shot a deer. It was late. It was a decent size deer. I think it was like a little cobalt. <laughs> yeah, it scored a fifty-one on BNC. It was <laughs> it was like three on one side and slick on the Intense. other. Intense. And so I I brought that deer in. And on the way back, and I'm coming from the San Antonio area, South Texas, mm-hmm. where everyone is, great hunting. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't even know how to room with this deer. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm trying to think what I got to do when I get home. I got to take it. I got to take it to the butcher. I got to do all that stuff. And I'm like, 
let me start making calls. So I did the hunk, the like meal, the, the kitchens and everything mm-hmm. that will uh, take in deer carcasses. Yeah, there's, you know, that's, that's something that's... They'll take in wild meat, mm-hmm. wild game. It's very few. It's very few and far between. Oh, yeah. Um, but man, that's, you think about that. Think about all the, the homeless people that you could, you could feed and take care of with mm-hmm. just, you know, you, you, you paid for the experience or you, you know, you went for the, for the thrill of it, or you're, you're just getting a, a management deer and you, uh, you know, you, you sort of, um, you just, you, you have to walk away from it yeah. and you know, what a good thing to do to be able to give it to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, I was talking to the other day where he said, uh, yeah, my, my dad went and he saw like all these awesome deer and he just says, I didn't just want to deal with killing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having to do everything. He's like, so I just let it walk. I enjoyed my time out there, which is awesome. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, anytime you can go out and not feel the pressure to pull the trigger. Now, I mean, if it's, if it's, last weekend of the season and you know you've got five tags left you got to do just take one take one take Come one on. what are just you doing it for, for the yeah. for the good of the for the good of the herd for the yeah. good of the species you know we create a we create a stronger yeah. a stronger a stronger population when we when we take those call bucks or we take the you know the the lame ones can we switch species hmm can we switch species yeah right. uh ducks Ducks. How was your time? Uh, this last one was really good. We uh, we would much rather have uh, have gotten a three man limit, but uh, three teal will certainly do it. It was my my oldest son's uh, first duck hunting trip. Nice. Trip first time um, waking up early, running the boat early, early, and um, sitting out sitting out there in the blind. It was it was season unseasonably warm um we kind of uh we kind of hit a warm spot uh right before thanksgiving and uh it just carried through um and uh so yeah we we went and we how did he how did he do he enjoy it he loved it we actually got some great video uh he got to drive the four-wheeler and uh you know it's it's marsh out there, uh, sorry, Hedge. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's it's marsh out there where uh, where my father in law's place is, and so yeah, I, it, yeah it's not uh, it's not driving the four wheeler, you know, down a, a hard path. I mean, it's sloshy yeah. and there's you know real low spots, and uh, but we let him drive the four wheeler all by himself, and he's his poor little thumb. You see him, he'd, uh, he'd get on a good, a good clip, and then try, oh god. I gotta shake that off. Gotta shake it off. And but man, he stuck. You didn't the, teach him the trick with the palm. He drove us a damn mile on that little thumb. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. He he took it. He took us a whole mile through the mud, and uh, and he's just had the biggest grin on his face. We got some some good video of it. Um, he was he's so he's seven years old. He has fired you know, ARs and, and handguns. And for some reason it it was less intimidating to him. But, uh, when it came to the shotguns, he was real, real standoffish, real, real Mm -hmm. coy. And, uh, and that was fine. I didn't want to, I didn't want to push him into, did he have his own or? Yeah. I brought him uh, a 20 gauge, uh, little, uh, actually a side by side, um, 
that I won as a door prize at a Ducks Unlimited uh, banquet. Nice. And, I, yeah, oh man, that was like the night of my life. I got, uh, I won, so I won the door pl- prize. I won a silent auction, got a, uh, got a 17 HMR Savage uh, bolt action. Cleaned rifle. up. Yeah, and it had a, um, a nice uh, Bushnell scope on it. And then um, I won this, uh, this real nice, rocking chair in the the live auction no that's cool yeah yeah it's i mean it's a real those banquets always have the like you hear some stuff they're giving away like what's the worst you walk you win what's the worst you walk out of there with yeti cooler oh yeah yeah if you didn't win if you didn't win anything you just went through and uh you 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 paid your you, you pay your entrance fee or whatever and they give you the the little stack of tickets and you go put them in the um yeah the silent auction things or whatever you're gonna you're gonna walk out with something d yeah. d who here in in texas is really strong um the the organization itself is really good i've, I've been a member for um a lot of years and uh my father-in-law is a, a, a member in like a corporate sponsor. He always sponsors a, a table and a, a raffle item and stuff. But yeah, we love, we love DU and um, they're doing a lot to conserve our wetlands and, and uh, you know, yeah. just do our part. They got the Delta waterfowl now too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A couple of different organizations, yep. you know? Yep. That's good. That's good. I think um, that way you're not, you're into it, but you're not tied to one. Well, and, you know, I think uh, I think so. So often, you know, you hear conservation and, and environmentalism, and, and a lot of people get afraid of that, um, of you know, being a sissy or a, a, some kind of commie wacko. But but I think I think part of being a, a responsible outdoorsman and a responsible uh, hunter is to be a conservationist in the sense that, you know, you protect the species and you protect their environment and you, you create a stronger species. Uh, did you hear about that? It was one of those safari trophy hunter safaris where the company had been there for 30, 40 years or something mm-hmm. like that. They recently got too much pressure they shut them down as soon as they shut them down. They had like twenty illegal oh, elephants yeah. go like the next day. Mm-hmm. I was, I was uh, listening nah. to the news about that, and I was like, "There you go." Mm-hmm. Well, not to mention you know, a, a dirty little secret of of all these exotic hunts, and um, you see, you know, whether it's an elephant or a lion or a, a baboon or a leopard or whatever it is. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, one of the dirty little secrets is that not not just in a a monetary way for the the tag that you pay for and the the experience mm-hmm. and and all that and you know the accommodations you support the local economy but and you got to tip the uh, the guy oh yeah and then but the the meat that they use because you know these trophies uh, you know the, the the guys that bring these trophies home in in the capacity that a lot of do, times you can even bring them home yeah yeah you get the you get the photo op you get the picture picture but, but that yeah. meat that carcass all every bit of it Stays. gets give to given to the local tribes around there and and they feed people that that otherwise you know have a tougher time yeah people don't understand like when they see this guy with a big mount of an elephant in his office it's he, not a real he elephant went, he, and he wasn't just being an asshole you know mm-hmm. just but it, uh, it, that's not even the real elephant 
No, more yeah, than likely, it's a cast. It's a cast. Mm-hmm. It's something that's done really well mm-hmm. to show it. Yeah. Well, it's that's like, not the animal. It's like the sailfish up on the wall. Yeah. That's not. That's, that's not, not the, the sailfish. Fish. That's <laughs> would fall apart. You know, you can't. You can't. When I found it. out about that, and, and it was kind of like one of those. Oh, if you'd ever catch a sailfish, would you get it mounted? I was like, no. Because I, I could just it. go buy that right now. You know, it's it's almost the analogs are. I don't know, it's kind of uh, silly. Now, if you bring in home the the head of a, a nil guy or something, you know, uh, yeah. some exotic or those know, are huge, or even a, a Texas whitetail, man. I'll tell you what, that's got to be one of the most majestic animals. Oh yeah, they, they're just they're beautiful, beautiful animals, powerful. It's a lot more. It's a lot more. Uh, I mean, they're they're athletic as hell. They're they're really nimble, uh, but they're a lot more powerful than you would ever think. You got to be. Look at what you're living in. Oh yeah, well, you're te- living in thorns. The Texas and Hill Country's brutal. Flat desert land and hill land and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, this isn't like nice wooded. Now, piney woods deer yeah. are. Um, they're they're still. I mean, they're they're good deer. They're good they're, sized deer, but they don't have the horns. No, no. Because more than likely, if you see a Texas whitetail out here, it's either been bred well, really well, mm-hmm. or it's had a substantial protein or some kind of feed to it. So it's it's going to be a bigger rack. Oh, Go look yeah. at that deer in my old office. You've seen that one. It's a seven-point little... It's a basket seven mm-hmm. from Natchez, Mississippi. Look at the neck on that. Oh, boy. It is swole. Mm-hmm. Up. I caught him at the prime time of the rut. But he had been around a while. So, Hey. You know, it, you gotta you gotta thin the herd. Yep. Take. So what else has been going on in life, man? Nothing much. Dude, you've been working out. You have. Oh man, I, <laughs> I tell you what. For the last two and a half weeks, I have not been working out. You haven't. I have been my lazy. I'm just getting old, and my give a shit. It's it comes in spurts. How often were you working out before? Every day. You did too much. I'd wake up at I'd wake up at four because you know, that's when you got four kids. You don't have time to yes, take care of kids. yourself. So every morning, I got three, and you saw what it's like. Oh yeah, me yeah, putting them to bed. I said, that's like watching I said, some weird go European. To bed. <laughs> You're not getting any ice cream. <laughs> you bribe them with whatever will work. Ice cream. I'm, I got to take them though. I get them ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to because. Hey, they were very yeah, patient with daddy. You're on the hook. Daddy tonight. was, <laughs> daddy was not the, the winner on that end, but yeah. they they eventually worked out. So yeah, so yeah, <laughs> I, I, we should have busted out the guitars and sang to him. Oh, missed a huge opportunity. We could play them some dirty heads. Yeah. We definitely play some dirty heads. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, wake up at at four. Um, I say every day. It was you know six days a week. I would take. Um, I would take one off, and then uh, I just uh, oh, what was it? There was something. Oh, I got a I got a real ugly cold, and I was just yeah, I remember I was, that we were supposed to go to lunch. I was horking up shit and and just not not feeling good, and uh, so when I I, I took I, I begrudgingly took those couple days because I know myself. I know myself. I take a couple days off. It's very easy. Oh, yeah. Like if you take one day off, like your your rest day. I'm, it's you're still in that zone. You're still in the the mind frame. You you take 
two days off and it's yeah. diminished. You take three days off. You're, I don't care what it is. You take three days off. If you don't do it the anything, fourth, you don't want it. Yeah, you're like, you know. That's kind of what happened with this. Yeah. Like or, the past week, I was supposed to record uh, a couple of them and I got busy. Mm-hmm. My people got busy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I got to put out something. I got to put out something. I'll just put out something next week. Well, yeah. And, you know, people, I think people are too hard on themselves in general, but, you know, you hear if you, if it's important to you, you'll make time for it. I kind of hate that generalization because it's like, you know, I have a lot of things to me that are important. Yeah. But, but you also have to prioritize just because I can't get to something doesn't mean that it's not a priority for me. It just means I have, other things that take precedence yeah. over that. You know, if it's kid stuff, you know, dad stuff, that's... We're, that, that, I was telling Kelly this. We're in this age right now where, okay, if you get your living room clean for a week and next sh- week it doesn't get to it, world's not going to end. No. It'll still be there. It'll still be there. It'll be there. Oh. that Now, my only two exceptions for that are before we go out of town... I don't care if it hairlips the booger man. We are going to get the house clean from top to bottom. We're going to have everything bleached. We're going to have everything vacuumed, everything dusted. Because when we come back from anywhere, the last freaking thing that I want to do is put on the gloves and get you know, scrubbing yeah. toilets. Hell no. Nope. That's hard. Yeah. Now I need I need a, a vacation from the vacation and just sit. Yeah. Sit. That's that, and um, if we're having having people over, yeah, gotta, having people over, depending on what's going on, yeah. I mean, I always would prefer it to be clean and nice. Yeah, and I mean, dumb, within but, reason. Yeah, I mean, okay, take the laundry basket with all the clothes you need to fold. <laughs> yeah. put it in the laundry room or the closet. Put all and my close the my underwear. Up. Yeah, <laughs> just shove them in there. I'll fix it later and wipe down the counters. And people are coming over. Don't mind my banana hammocks. Yeah. Kelly hates that because I'll end up. I have a bad habit of like, I'm gonna go on a golf cart ride and run into a couple of guys I know, and next thing you know, we're all in the back patio. She's why are you having a party? You know, if it's fewer than people. seven people, it's not a party. It's a gathering. I'll call you as a witness then if it if it ever goes to trial. Right? It's a it's a a gathering, it's a, a social mm-hmm. encounter, not a party. Oh. I love it though. She's like, We need food. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe it's just uh, <laughs> just a couple beers, a couple <laughs> Oh. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, I wish we would have had a recording earlier all the stuff that we talked about. We talked uh, about some pretty heavy stuff. God, that was talk about conspiracy theories and yeah, vaccines you... and we went down the whole gamut of what everybody's sharing on social media, I guess, and what you're seeing, what you're reading, what you're experiencing. Yeah, uh, learn that learn. that was that was sort of learn. You can shoot a line fish with a customized Glock out of Florida. You absolutely can. There's no limit. You can take uh, take as many as they want because they're not afraid of. You, because they have no natural predator. But this guy built a Glock yeah, to yeah. go shoot fish. You can get those on uh, <laughs> Lone Wolf Distributors. We're accepting sponsorships here on the old good old boy <laughs> that podcast. That is at Lone Wolf. <laughs> Lone Wolf Distributors. Uh, they they sell these uh, 
these custom Glock barrels, and you, and you know, from from a standard stock length to up to you know maybe 20 inches i mean really really long like ridiculously it it serves no practical purpose other than what these cats are doing it's in florida uh, because these lionfish are real destructive and they're tearing up the reefs and uh they have no natural predator and they're an invasive species um so you know with the with the the okay of the the local authorities where they go hunt essentially for these these lionfish with glock pistols these custom right. glock pistols so you get this this barrel that's sticking out 18 inches past the the end of the slide and it's you know it's ported and uh they'll just go screw it into the ear of this lionfish and oh, and uh, and apparently it's really good eating like it's there's just no downside. Now I got to try lionfish. Yeah, no kidding. Well, you're helping out the reef every time there you do. You they don't belong there. Some asshole, no. you know, had a pet that he didn't want to take care of, and <laughs> and he, you know, it's like it's like these idiots dropping freaking anacondas into the Everglades. Yeah, I mean, they brought some guys over for India to help. Yeah, these like things. these like, little Malaysian dudes are running out there. Oh, what what city is it where they're having a problem with crawfish? What? I didn't hear about this. Yeah. No. There is a... How can you have a problem with crawfish? Apparently, the non-native species is getting into the... Uh, let's see. Non- crayfish? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Minnesota, there was a town where they were like, we have all these crazy bugs here that are overpopulated. We don't know what to do with it. And it's like... Minnesota got hit also with that... Uh, isn't there like some kind of lamprey or something? That's, the uh, lamprey uh, eel? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, but is it like... Um, is it Minnesota or Michigan? Um, one of the great one of the Great Lakes like had some weird invasive um, lamprey... Hmm. Uh, and those things are nasty, man. Those things will—they—they—they they, they look like something out of a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. It's like this. Yeah, they got the like teeth that tooth are suction cup. Like it looks oh. like the thing that they tried to drop Luke Skywalker into. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, the Return uh, of the Jedi. Yeah. Was that Return of the Jedi? Yeah, that was Return of the Jedi. I'm probably pissing off a lot no, of people no, no, going. No, no. It's Return. You, you got it. You got it right. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, it was where he's you know he's all dressed in black and Leia's in uh-huh. the the bikini the the bronze bikini or whatever yeah 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 that one that was a good one that's a dang good one <laughs> so what else is that well, let's see so we met through let's our, back that through, up a little through bit. our wives through our wives and since i moved to texas i have you know I, i've got my really good friend tristan who you heard uh i've got my buddy clint around Tristan's here awesome uh, Clint's awesome but basically the group of guys that i hang around with I've met through my wife, and very luckily, she told me, she said, you're going to, you're really going to like this guy. (laughs) Why? Well, he's so-and-so's husband. (laughs) Who's that? Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, all right, let's go for it. Let's see what happens. Let's kick the wheels. (laughs) (laughs) And and luckily, like, a lot of the guys in my uh, wedding were all... New friends, mm-hmm. uh, Clint, Tim. Tim's gonna be here next week. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I know Tim, I've met Tim. Yeah, you know, Tim Coon. He's got. Uh, you a baseball fan? Yeah, 
Huge he's got something fan. pretty interesting going on. Uh, a startup on baseball statistics. Oh, like like touting? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's uh, so it was like uh, McConaughey and Two for the Money with Pacino. You remember that? I don't think. I oh did. man, no, that's that was a real so. So McConaughey was this uh, like former college star, blew up his knee, um, but he had this knack for reading the other team. Like he oh, he knew I like oh so and so's dog died, or you know he's oh he's fighting. a he's a gambler, he's, he's a, a yeah, bookie, he's a, yeah, bookie. Like, but he's yes. not a bookie himself. He's he does touting. He does, so he does like podcasting. Yeah, like he'll tell you like you need to put your money on you know this yeah, team for I this game. I remember it now, and and these are all the reasons why Jeremy Piven's in it. Yeah. Um, uh, Al Pacino is in it. Don't they? Um, isn't there an elephant in it? Yes, I think so. Pacino's daughter has a birthday party, and there's an yeah. elephant. And he and he's kind of like he gets pulled up from the minors into the major. Yeah, yeah, like That's, stock. Yeah, and so it's yeah, it's Al Pacino's uh, thing, and I guess it's they have like a TV show, mm-hmm. and apparently this is I guess this is a real thing in in New England because this is based on a true story. Like it, it was you know this real real McConaughey's guy. paying you you'd better be uh, yeah. playing. you better be a, uh, a real story It'd be a lot cooler if you did <laughs> yeah. all right, all right, all right. but so uh, it it sounds like that's uh that's what he's got going on well that'd be cool i love i love baseball that's i yeah. grew up playing baseball yeah no i'll have army on oh uh, that was the first like one i really met mm-hmm. that dude and she was like, look, this is my best friends and her husband. We all went to school together and everything. And it's like, all right. they, they always said, like, who's going to be that fourth one? Mm-hmm. So uh, we met. It was a good time. Yeah. So. We yeah. Oh, man. That was. So going back, it's like, all right, you're going to love this guy's husband. Well, you and I have a lot of commonalities oh and yeah that, so. we love all the same uh, things it, it's i've been very fortunate i think there's only been like two or three people home like i'm good yeah yeah <laughs> no that's i mean it's a i'm a firm believer in uh keep your keep your circle small and your beer cold uh mm-hmm. kind of an attitude and um not because not be, not for any any other real reason than just you know like any relationship it requires work, you know, including yeah. including friendship, and especially somebody who's in the same spot as me. You know, we got yeah. got a handful of kids, and we're married, and we got you know demanding jobs and all this kind of stuff. You know, you want to put the the kind of of work into maintaining those already logistically tough to maintain relationships with somebody who's you know who fits well with you. And, yeah, and like you and you and I, I, I don't think there's a thing that i've talked to you about that like we don't yeah. just just click on we got it yeah man. yeah oh <laughs> go grab lunch here and go yeah. you know and of course then we go like a month or two yeah yeah sometime go yeah. go a month without even you know and then somebody will shoot each other a text yeah. and then like, we just oh, this yeah yeah, yeah. It works out yeah. it's it's really nice to it was hard in my late 20s because so I got married when I was 26 for the first time, and you know the next year I have a kid. So I'm 27, and I mean I don't think that's old, yeah. I don't think that's old school or young at all. Um, but it's it was pretty young compared to 
yeah. the, the people that I was hanging out with. And I wouldn't say I lost a lot of friends, but I think just created a lot of distance doing living. The There's l- a lot of people I used to know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's, you know, some, some people that at times I had been like, you know, these are some of my best friends in the whole world. And now I look back and it's kind of like, well, you know, real life showed what it actually was. And Mm -hmm. what it actually was is those are some guys that I had, I had some good laughs. Really good times. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's kind of sad. I hope to see you when I'm in town. Yeah. Yeah. But like. Bumping into you at a gas station. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like let's hey, not man. plan anything. You doing but... good? Yeah. <laughs> good, man. Hey, really good to see you. We, we had some good times. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. You get a You know, and so there's there's going to be some of those kind of people, but, uh, you know, I like I like investing in our friendship. Uh, yeah. You, you know, got to, it's got to be a long-term investment. Yeah. Well, Kevin, you know, Kevin, yeah. you know, my, my best yeah, he came friend. fishing with yeah, us. Best friend since we were, you know, seventh grade. And that's, he's, he and I have, you know, the same kind of thing. We, you know, he's, he's a musician. So he lives on the completely other end of the schedule for me. Yeah. He's, he goes to work at eight o'clock at night and, you know, getting, going to bed when I'm waking up. Mm-hmm. And so it takes, and he's got two kids and his wife works. And so it takes some serious effort to, get our get our people together so you know we but we do it you know we'll see each other once a month or make it quality where you can spend you're not just going to dinner or something like grabbing lunch you know no no no. we'll go we'll bring all the circuses together and and we'll we'll throw up another tent and sit each other's house and parent together yeah yeah let the kids dude i was waiting to see you like when i was putting ellis down and the boys were talking to you and they were screaming at i'm like i wonder if he's gonna correct them he should. I'd beat their ass. <laughs> <laughs> and all I kept hearing was, shh. Uh, shh. We don't want your dad to shh. get mad. We, your dad, oh, he's right around the corner. Shh, shh, shh. He's putting this baby girl to sleep. Yeah, Ellis is, is going to sleep right now. Boys. And then you hear, ah! <laughs> they're the sweetest kids ever. They, Dude, they wanted they, to wrestle you. Man, I'll tell you what. So they could take you down. <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's funny that you say that because uh, I was. Do you ever watch Mad Men? No, no. You got well. I have. You, I've seen a lot of clips. I know the I know the players and yeah, other parts. Okay. I've probably seen enough clips to get the whole Roger Sterling thing. and Don yeah. Draper. But but the the writing is it's really really excellent. That's that maybe is my top favorite show of all time. But so you got to see one of the episodes. Um, this this little kid is running around. There's like this this block party for a birthday or something, and uh, you know it's set in the '60s. And these little kids are running through this house, and one of the kids you know bumps into one of these adults at the party, um, not his kid. <laughs> Freaking grabs him by the shirt and smacks him across the face <laughs> and says, "Hey, you need to not be running in the house." And the kid's dad walks up, like right as oh. this is happening, and uh, and said, "Hey, what's going on?" He said, "Well, he was running into the house, and he and he ran right into me." And the guy looks at his kid and says, "Well, what do you say to Mister So and So?" And the kid apologized to the to the the guy that smacked him, and I was like, "Man, that is that is a, a throwback idea." Cause that you, is, you know, you get some tiger mom and. You you even look at her kid wrong, and she's gonna go to 
town on your ass. Oh, her, her, their trailer park's going to come out quick. <laughs> She's going to let you know. <laughs> like, she, if people don't, people don't, they don't play around with their kids. No. And, and not that I would ever advocate somebody, you know, Smacking cor- a kid. corporal punishing yeah. another person's kid. But I think we've, we've sort of lost that, that idea that like, Hey, if some, if some kid is being a total jerk, I don't think it's wrong to say, Hey, come on, get it together, dude. You know where I've experienced that like really well? Where is that? Playing baseball. Oh yeah. 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 The last three seasons that Pip played had really good coaches and the assistant coaches and all. Dude, you talk to these little boys, like little men. Mm-hmm. They're going to have their boys moments, but they start getting it. Oh, yeah. They understand. Yeah. And it's great to see them whenever they're, you know, every one of the kids were real polite. They were really nice, really, really good kids. And, but the way that we would kind of talk, we'd, <laughs> come on, pick it up. Yeah. What do you know? You got to focus right there. Don't look at the ball. If you look at the ball, I'm coming chase you and you, all this stuff. You got to come at them with those expectations. And I'm sitting here with a couple of their dads, and I'm working on one thing, and I hear down the way, Pip, go run. Yeah. He went, he touched it, he came back, went to their dad. What did he do? Oh, he just talked back. I was like, okay. Yeah, he got it. Yeah. Nailed it. That's, I think that's a, a an idea that's lost uh, on in life in general but what's that what's that quote that you know an uncoachable kid becomes an unemployable adult Adult. yeah yeah i mean everybody's so afraid that their little schnookums is gonna gonna have his widow feelings hood if you if you correct him it's like you know are we trying to make are we trying to raise up men here or are we trying to 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 make sure that everybody feels special i saw something the other day and for boys, and this is just talking for boys because they're two good old boys talking. Uh, we're like, you look pre World War II, teachers were male. Uh, mm-hmm. you had males predominantly did the workplace, and now since World War II, where the women went to work to build the ships and everything, mm-hmm. thank you, ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is it progressed on now? We have it's more female predominantly in the education system, so your oh, teacher, yeah. oh, your we're, kids' we're, teachers. Ninety percent raised by yeah. women these days. You know, it's, it's. Uh, I don't know. I think I think we've, we've sort of devolved. We've as yeah. men, we've sort of lost our purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, at an institutional level. I I got a clip of something the other day, and it was something about you know I'm always trying to find good stuff to better me, and it was a talk about you know how do you raise like really good kids. I'll watch it. And the guy says, if your kid picks up a rock to throw the rock, let him throw the rock. I mean, not at a person or anything. If he just grabs a rock and throw it, because that's what little kids do. That's what little boys do. They pick up rocks and they throw them. Okay. That's what they do. They're going to hit something eventually and you got to tell them no. Mm -hmm. You hope, you know. Yeah. But that's like gambling. Yeah. I'm gambling on my kid. Not throwing a rock and hitting my truck, and I gotta talk to him, and I gotta be the bad guy, and oh dang, he did it. And you know, lesson time. There's, there's, there's a time and a place for for everything, and so I think that includes being being a little bit stern, and just like I said, letting them know, letting them know up front what the expectations are. I think I think a lot of 
problems could be solved with a little bit of clarity. Don't tiptoe around the, the, the feelings or what you want. Just this, no, this is how we do it. This is how we behave. This is the standard. Mm-hmm. And that's how it's got to be. Yeah. You know, that, that, that line of demarcation, that, mm-hmm. that line of, you know, this is how we do it. This is don't how we, how we don't do it. And this is what's acceptable. And this is what's not acceptable. And I think we would clear a lot of things up for these, for a lot of these young men, if we could just mm-hmm. have a clear set of expectations. So you want to hear something funny? Yeah. Well, bad parenting part of me, but and <laughs> it was me. Kelly, was Kelly lost my. I'll take this one. But Pip lost a library book the other day, so he had to pay for the book. Pip is going to be six in December. He says, "How much is it?" <laughs> Eight dollars and eighty-six cents. Okay, and he walks off and he goes in his room and he comes back and he's got his piggy bank and. That's four dollars and eighty six cents. And he looks at me. How do I get four dollars? <laughs> Welcome S- to work, son. Start mowing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a little sharp for that. Yeah. So Tom was like, "All right, well, we got to find something that you can do around here and jobs, and I'll pay you a dollar per job." So he's got to do four jobs. What what tax bracket does that put him in? Are you going to teach him about taxes too? And you're going to take one of those $4? I should. <laughs> you should. You absolutely should. I do the dad tax when it comes to candy. You will have a libertarian on your hands <laughs> within inside of a year. I'm telling you, take taxes. I, hey, I have to run I have to run that by the boss. He's going to be he's going to go to to into <laughs> second grade telling his teachers taxation is theft. <laughs> to 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 and to to take my my property in a compulsory manner, yeah, yeah. Like he gets a candy, huh? Dad tax, dad give, tax, give me one. yeah. But it's a lot more painful when so, it's money that you earned. So the thing I always threaten him with, because my mom made us do this, is dusting the baseboards in the house. Nice, yeah, yeah. It's, get it's the, really good. All you, you got to do is get a little rag and a some wet rag, and yeah. Take it and every once in a while flip it over and you know, if you got a skateboard, you can do it on a skateboard. Yeah. See, that was that was once a month stuff. My my mom yeah. was my mom was hardcore. My mom was real hardcore. I'm talking four years old. We're using bleach and like <laughs> hard chemicals. We're cleaning toilets. I mean, she, we're, we got mek on rags. We're getting like sticky stuff. Like we're, Water all the plants. Yeah, hell yeah. Like, we had to do that too. We clean. That was and that was every day during God. the summer before we before we were allowed to do anything else. You know, TV, uh, uh, playing with the friends or whatever. That our daily chores had to be done. It's like everything had to be straight, and then it was like one chore per day. It was me yeah. and my me and my brother. So, like, it's Travis cleans toilets. Chris uh, empties the dishwasher. Travis dusts, Chris vacuums. Like so, every day there's like a, a straight in the house and then a big chore. Yeah, and that was like non-negotiable. There was no debate. Did you ever have to wipe the dust off the leaves in your house? Like, did you have plants in your oh, house? Oh yeah, like inside. Plant. Yeah, a lot of plants. My mom no had a plants. lot of plants, like the the elephant ears, the corn plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um. Did you have to wipe and dust the oh, leaves? Uh, philodendron. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Phil- oh, they got man. The, they got those big leaves. Yeah. Yeah. And they collect dust a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we did God. all that. Yeah, mom was hardcore. She didn't play around. Yeah. She, it was, we, my mom 
made me the the neat freak that I am these days. With the exception of my vehicle. That's my only that's like my only shit dump is my vehicle. <laughs> Mine too. That's, I, oh God. I don't know. I hate it. I don't know I do why. Too. Like I don't like it about myself, but it's like the one place I've given myself permission to be to to let it be a shit show. Oh. Yeah. So I mean that's just Wait, is I think the lady's home. Yeah, she's doing business. Yeah, she is. she don't stop. Again, thank you a to Khaki Cow for sponsoring this program. <laughs> she does really they they really do make yeah. the coolest so, stuff. Back to yeah, they they're wonderful people. I'm sorry I interrupted you. I no, just kinda remembered that, what we were on track about. And oh uh, so but yeah, we'll talk about them at the end of the show. She'll probably pop her head in. Maybe say hi. Yeah. Oh, uh, so Pip has to do four jobs. Okay, okay. The first one he mopped today. All right, that's a good one. Then he's going to pooper scoop tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah, so okay, good. Are you going to have him clean a toilet? Yeah, he he's done it already. But not, not with the wand. You, yes. Like... With the sponge, and you got to get your hand down oh, in there. Oh, no, he does that. Oh, he yeah. gets the Lysol wipes and wipes it out. I tell him, you got to do that. There you go. Yeah, none of this weenie way out stuff no. with the, the, the brush, the wand. No, 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 you got to get your hands dirty. I wonder if I can do him the push broom on the back patio. And... I don't know. That's tough. That's the, the do you have like a softer bristle one? Because I could see it's him, a medium bristle. I could see him like getting frustrated and giving up on the idea. Yeah. Get, hmm. Use the use the soft bristle one. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Oh no, I haven't washed the truck, man. No, I it's just gotta wash. It's warm. I just gotta wash. Or have him uh, polish the rims. He actually loves that. I got the power drill attachment. He did it. Nice. Once. Does that work? Yeah. I, I, I wonder, you still got to get like a little detail, but to get the whole thing really quick, it works pretty well. I wonder well. about like in spokes. Ninety percent of those as seen on TV things. First of all, it's white people acting ridiculous. Like you don't <laughs> have you have you ever seen like the little compilation of like white people can't do shit. Like <laughs> like this old lady trying to drink milk and she like fumbles the glass. Like, have you ever tried to use keys? <laughs> <laughs> it can't, it can, apparently, like white people can't do things. So, A, there's that. And then, B, do these things actually work? And I've always wondered about, <laughs> like, like so the, the rim cleaner thing and like the mighty putty when he's like you that see, sticking two cinder blocks together and stuff like that. I, I've always wondered about that. I've seen it, I've gotten a couple of those things, but I'm there. too cheap to try it out. I'm too cheap uh-huh. to be like, oh, let me experiment. I'm just going to go look on Reddit. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> or start your own subreddit. Yeah. Hey, hey, you do product reviews. I think they have that on there. Do they? Probably so. It's probably even. Have you seen the funny product reviews? Like no. the the like they're dubbed over. Like they show you the what is it like kaboom? And so this guy's narrating like it's overdubbed and and uh, <laughs> they show you like the ridiculous tubs and he's like oh it looks like somebody shit in the bathtub <laughs> don't worry baby kaboom we got, we got this <laughs> oh somebody decided to have sex in this vase <laughs> it's, 
Oh man, <laughs> it's really really good stuff. What's it called? It's um oh oh come on like kaboom overdub. We'll find it later. Yeah. We'll put a link it's, to it. It's really, really good. It's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, and I, so I uh, I don't have the the financial inclination to experiment. I don't know. I'm too cheap. Mm. I w- that's, that gets me in But do you so Amazon bad. Gold, like when you get the... Oh, yeah. Hell, okay. yeah. Same I, thing. I'll Amazon the shit out of it. But I guess stuff that I know. But in general, I'm really cheap. Like, it's kind of like a way... All of my home improvement stuff, A, I know how to do it, and, mm-hmm. and I have the, the tools and things to do it. But the biggest reason that I do my own projects is because I'm too freaking cheap to to pay somebody. What will you pay someone to do? Because I have my chore. Nothing. I mean, well, okay. Like, There's something. I pay, I pay a yard guy. Like, I have a yard guy, but it's not because I don't. I actually really don't mind mowing the yard at all. More than anything, it's just the time. I don't yeah. ever have, I don't have forty five minutes to, to go mow. And I then had I, to, I had to get a yard guy. Just, and I love doing my yard. It really is. It's. I grew up. Uh, my my parents' house is a really small house, but uh, is on an acre. And uh, for like, uh, we had a an old Montgomery Ward riding mower, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess it was probably. You know, we used to we started mowing when we were in like fourth grade. How early in fourth grade? It was like ten, huh? Ten or eleven. So we we'd mow with the tractor, but one summer it broke. Like it broke down, and and we didn't get it fixed for like the whole summer. So my brother and I, like we push mowed the whole acre. acre. Yeah, that sucked. That was awful. Can you start a fitness movement? Based on things you used to do as a kid, like, like push mowing an acre, push mowing an acre. I bet you probably could. This I, sounds like I, good old boy Olympics. I bet you. How nice! I bet you there's some asshole that would do it for real. Like, you know, get back to a simpler time and get ripped while you're doing, doing it. it. You know, <laughs> like push mow the back. You know, it, if you have an acre of field or grass mm-hmm. please contact me yeah <laughs> i you, wanna, you I want you want mode for if you want it mode i want to come push i want to push mode it can i use a walk behind or does it have to be a push no it's like, like it's like a push mower like they, none of the self-propelled stuff like that was for the rich kids we didn't live on that dude, side. dude this is a competition we didn't live on that side of friendswood i had we, to move bricks Oh, we did plenty of that. We had this for some reason, like the bricks had to be moved to a different place because it was killing the grass. So we go kill the kill the grass. We had a uh, a uh, fence that had uh, blown down in a lot of sections. So we just we pulled up all the the big panels, and so this is an acre. So this is mm-hmm. this is like two hundred and fifty feet from from, the from house. front to back. Um, and so we pulled up all the the panels, and we pulled up the uh, uh, the posts and we stacked them up um, there in the backyard with the honest intention of maybe disposing of them at some point. But what really happened was for like five years, we just kept moving these damn fence panels to different spots. <laughs> 
Like, what are we doing? It's Saturday. What are we doing? Moving the fence panels. Like, God dang, did we just do that like three months ago? Like, what are my, we doing here? My dad had a pile of bricks that, for some reason, had to move from like one section of the yard to behind the barn. To and there was from no, behind the barn. There was to, no way. I think we lived on an acre. Maybe been less than an acre. But there's no way he was going to use them for anything, ever. They're probably still there. We had a, yeah, no, everything's been sold, but I bet if... But I bet those bricks are still there. Because some, some dad bought it and goes, oh, sweet, free bricks. We're, uh, I'm going to use those one day. Funny thing, the guy that bought my childhood home, uh, the like was a friend of mine in middle school. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a, but the guy that yeah, but he I think he liked the house. Huh? Yeah. So you know where I'm going right now, huh? The guy the guy that bought my house from me after after my first marriage ended, um, was one of my good buddies. Oh man! And I stole that house and I sold it to him for nothing. Oh, that was. But we didn't we didn't pay any uh. We didn't pay any realtor fees or commissions. It was just it was off market deal, so that saved saved a bunch of money. Oh, are you Google Earth in this? I gotta Google Earth this because I want to see if the bricks are still there. You oh. There it is. Okay, so that's it. So you gotta zoom in. And can't zoom in anymore. That makes it 3D. I know this might sound kind of crazy, but I'm interested. So there's the barn. Okay, there's, there's the, barn. the bricks. I, you see so that? The bricks are still there. How many years is that? 20 when I graduated. Okay. The so, bricks are still there. And how long were they there in during your childhood? Oh, 18 years. So 18 years. Those those <laughs> bricks have been. And that that cube and a half of bricks has been sitting there on that property for 38 years. years. And I guarantee you, maybe two of them or three of them are missing from the original collection. God. You see here where they were? Uh I think that was the last place I moved them. Uh Uh-huh. They used to be on this side. And then we had to move it over here. And then we moved it across the street here. Oh, come on. Because we had that, that was my grandma's house. And this was the big, this was the bullpen, as we called it. And so I had to move them here. And then I had to move them way back here. And then, and then like over here. And then back. And they're still, they're still there. They're still. 38 uh, years on that property. And they're, I guarantee you, they'll outlast that dadgum telephone pole. They'll outlast that barn. They're going to live there. I want to put in my will if the bricks are still there. You know, please, for the love of God, dude. If I ever break out of prison and crawl through a river of shit, come out clean on the other side, uh, the bricks. Andy Dufresne. <laughs> if you can get to the bricks, if you can get to the bricks, man. You'd be looking, looking up from my little schooner, oh, waiting for man. you to show up. <laughs> <laughs> See what the nail. <laughs> <laughs>
I'd go to Galveston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's as far away as you could get. I'm going to stay on the back bay. <laughs> I'll be at the crash boat basin. There we go. So what else is going on in your life, man? Um, I quit drinking five months ago. That was... Yeah. That's a, an interesting an interesting thing that it was not to 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 be clear i was you know was i wasn't uh an alcoholic or or anything like that i've never been in trouble never never gotten a a dui or dobi or anything like that um uh well i say i've never gotten trouble i've gotten in trouble with my wife um yeah i got i got uh kind of got to the point where i was i was uh behaving a little too too bad a little too often you know once in a while you mm-hmm. you 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 play a little golf and you have you have too many and you you come home and you have to sleep it off but yeah. you know three times or four times in a year is too much and uh so uh i uh after after behaving foolishly uh on the the last time i uh i said well i think i think i probably ought to give my liver a rest anyway i think this is a good a good time to to push pause and um well, that's good I we, mean, yeah i mean like i was telling you I, i've been i've been drinking my entire adult life and i you know i don't I, I don't know that i've gone this long since i turned 21 and not had any alcohol so it, the last drink i had was on june 22nd and now we're at what is it november, november 29th. 29th so you know five months that's um good. This is the that's first, good. yeah. It was the first time in my adult life that I've gone this long without, without an alcoholic beverage. And, and did it's, you ever do it for Lent? No, did no. You grow up Catholic? I know, and I, I never, I never felt the need to, to or the pressure even to to give anything up like that. Uh, you know, I started shoot. I was a smoker for, uh, I guess that makes fourteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, I started smoking when I was 14 and I quit when I was 28 uh, and I dipped Cop- yeah. Copenhagen that whole time and I didn't quit Copenhagen until I was uh, was the day after Huxley was born so that, that means okay. I was 33 um, and I I never really felt any pressure or need to give either of those things up um, it was all of my own yeah you know volition well good for you man that's it's it's neat uh like we were talking i'm curious about it i mean it's i feel very clear-headed you know and you hear i don't i don't really buy into new age stuff or anything like that but um you know they hear people talking about your vibrations and that you know um and that alcohol lowers your vibrations um I don't know how much I buy into any of that, but I will say, um, I definitely feel more clear-headed. I feel more present, mm-hmm. um, and that's something that that the wife has has um, been pretty vocal about. Like you just feel you're acting more like you're like you're here. You're you're more involved with the kids, and not that I you wasn't. Think, you I think just work and stress and. Yeah, I think. Well, I think more than anything, I just, I just wanted to. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to to drink, and and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't but you're think, a good old boy. Yeah, that likes to have a good time. Yeah, and, I, I don't think we need a reason to do. To I think 
we get conned into to feeling like we have to make an excuse for why we wanted to drink or why we wanted to, you know, smoke a joint or smoke a cigarette or take a dip or uh, or do anything. You know, the truth is, you, you know, you can you can blame it on whatever you want, but the truth is, you, you just did it because you wanted, wanted it. To do, you, you didn't want to do something else. Yeah, and you continued to do it because you wanted to continue doing mm-hmm. it. And when you want to stop, you'll stop. You know, I think it's funny that, uh, like, when you look at my dad's generation, I mean, these guys are, they're how hard, many they're really in shape, like, 60, 70, 80-year-old guys, do you know? I think the number's getting higher, but it's not, you know. Now, how many guys our age and maybe older do you know that are, like, in really good shape? That aren't on Instagram, you mean? Like, because that's I mean, that's what all those. I mean, that that's. That, I'm, I'm talking about guys, guys you like, know in just, real life, not just Instagram, not not that, not that handful, maybe. Yeah. Most most guys are just like us, just regular dudes, and you got. Um, I got a little sympathy belly from you know all all four. Uh, pregnancies so, yeah. and it never left so the baby weight is still there yeah and you know what man but like i'm fine with that yeah i want to i'd like to not feel like a sausage stuffed into a casing yeah. you know when i go to the beach in the summer to go surf or something like that you well, got to take me surfing it's, man, anytime we got to get want. together with my uh, buddy jared and go surfing let's go he dude he was like there's a picture of him surfing the tankers Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. With, uh, Have you done that? Fulbright, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Ful- he he was like a pro surfer, I think. Okay, I'm gonna see him this weekend. We're gonna, I'm gonna bring my stuff. We're gonna record. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Man. Hopefully, I'm, I've got a bunch of occurrences lined up to hopefully drop a bunch of episodes coming up soon. Maybe New episodes drop- coming soon <laughs> with the right intro. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I'm seeing. I really thought I was gonna. I was expecting to hear Eastbound and Down. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I don't know if I can. What I can do with the music? Yeah, like, I think that's right. You probably you probably have to pay for licensing yeah. and stuff like that. But going back, uh, I think with like my dad's generation, mm-hmm. those guys like just continued to drink and smoke, and, well, and yeah. now they're all on. What, how old's your dad? Seventy four. Okay, so he's he is Vietnam or Korea. He didn't serve. He well, actually, no. He, my dad did serve in the Army Reserves. Yeah, my oh. my grandpa did too. My uh, my dad's dad who'd passed. Uh, so he was born in thirty six. Popeye was born in thirty six. Dad was forty four. So he would have been, and he was just he was like in a weird age where when he served, it was right after Korea, and right before Vietnam. He was kind of right in that 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 middle place, yeah. and so he was stationed in Germany, and I. Don't know why he didn't, uh, why he wasn't drafted in Vietnam because he was still he was still young he was still fighting age, mm-hmm. um, but I don't I don't recall why he wasn't drafted if he just wasn't I mean not everybody was obviously but uh, I don't I never I never knew why he he never he he served but but he was out before Vietnam and never got drawn back in hmm. but so okay so look at the draw yeah so your dad is is my dad's oh my dad's 74 he's older uh it was his birthday this past oh, weekend or so right before thanksgiving and 
But seeing the older guys like his generation, a lot of those guys are still drinking, still mm-hmm. smoking, still, you know, not the best lifestyle. Right. But I'm, I'm seeing like our generation for the dads, for the guys and all, mm-hmm. like a lifestyle change. Oh, yeah. Be, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas... It's, it's becoming more trendy and, and... Like typically 10 years ago. We're sitting here, we're 28, let's let's make it 30. How old are you right now? 36. Okay, yeah, I'm 37. Let's go five years ago. If you and I would have got together whenever our wives, what would we have been doing? Probably drinking some drinks, beers, or, you know, chilling out here, probably grilling again. What do we do tonight? We're grilling, we ate vegetables. We ate vegetables? Yeah. Two two vegetables. Two vegetables. Salad and and asparagus. Asparagus. And then, mm-hmm. and a steak, but then we're sitting here drinking water. Yeah, I got a diet Dr Pepper. Yeah, what's up with? That's my, that's my. Is that your new vice? No, no, no. That's always I've I've so I I just have not been able to drink sugar no. sodas for I don't maybe maybe fifteen years. I don't know why, but I just when I when I. Before I even turned 21, I just, they got real gross tasting to me. And I don't know why the aspartame wasn't. And so I just made the switch and I've just been on. So, you know, but that's what we're sitting here doing tonight. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. That's, I think there's a shift. And I've done that with a lot where I've gotten together with a couple of guys and we just sat down and, you know, maybe a beer. mm Mm-hmm. Or maybe a few more. Mm-hmm. But mostly it's just been just chill. So I think there's a yeah, yeah there's a a generational shift where like you start getting our age with you have four kids. I have three kids. My buddy Patrick has four kids. Uh Clint's got two, you know, two or more. Very few one kid. Mm-hmm. And dude, it's tough yeah. to keep up. Yeah, you can't. You can't. It hurts it hurts, it hurts. worse. Oh I mean, hangovers were never fun but you know when i was when i was 20 a hangover lasted about an hour Hour. and you know a good strong cup of coffee and i'm back in the game no sweat and then i'm 25 and i'll spend the better part of the morning you know moving around moving around but you know and if i gotta if i gotta go throw up to make myself feel a little bit better and you know eat some oatmeal or something like that yeah by the time i'm 30 you know a a, a wine hangover which is a, a totally new thing because i'd never really been a wine drinker but yeah, you know that's... at 30 a, a two bottle of of wine hangover lasts for three days, days. Yeah. you're like it's hurting it's... yeah it's like they say the hangovers, you know, hurt more than they used to. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's actually biologically true. You want to know why? Why? I'm going to tell you why. Tell me why. We dropped some knowledge. God, if we were recording the first two hours, like when Chris first got here, we went down a rabbit hole. So, so tell me why. So, so uh, there is a uh, an amino acid uh, uh, called glutathione, and it's something that your body produces naturally at a cellular level to uh, to help help your cells um, rid themselves of of waste uh, it, it you know basically your your 
your body's natural chemical scrub brush, yeah. right? And um, so as we age, we produce less of the glutathione. And so our body naturally declines in its ability to detoxify and rid itself of cellular waste. And the accumulation of cellular waste is what we experience in our hangover symptoms. All right. You may know this or you may not know this. How long does it take to replicate, like when you're 35? To replicate? To replicate that amino acid. Like, is it doing it? You know. Oh, you're doing it at a cellular level yeah. all the time. So, you're just producing less of it. Right. But have you ever had it where you haven't drank in a while, and then you go out one night and you kind of have more than you need to, and you use Uber, and you wake up the next morning and you feel amazing? You go to a Dirty Heads concert, and mm. you, you, co- you have the best night ever, and you that wake up awesome. the next morning, and I felt like a, like $100. I was awesome. Yeah. No sweat. Man, that's a, we that, drank a lot of beer. Well, and they weren't just little beers, too. They were the, the concert size ones. Yeah. The concert size ones were uh, those the 16 ounces. Right. And, and there was like Carbock and all yeah. that. Dude. Oh, man. We had Lush. the Hopadillo uh, and the, the Hopadillo. The, what was that? The Colch style Love Street. Yeah. Um, you're just going through the gambit of Texas beer. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't do like the crispy boys, like you know, Coors Light, Miller Light, Bud Light. We didn't yeah. like it was good um, craft beer. I think you can still consider St. Arnold's a craft beer. Um, yeah, because I mean, they were I, the first really big ones. Well, yeah, well, and I know, and I don't to think, consider themselves craft. Yeah, I don't think their their market penetration puts them out of. Mm-hmm. Out of the reachability of of a craft beer, I think there's still enough of a personal touch. Yeah. Um. What's that guy's name that owns it? Brock something. Oh, Brock or Spencer Brock or Brock. I don't know. Brock. I know Brock is in his name. Um. But he's. I mean, he's the the CEO. He's kind of like the Jim Cook guy okay. that owns uh, uh Sam Adams. Yeah. He's he's a lot like him. He's his hands are in it. He's like he is. Yeah, you got part be. of the daily deal. Um, but yeah, I think you can. I think you can still consider Sam Adams or uh, Saint Arnold's a craft mm-hmm. beer. Um, their lineup just keeps expanding. They keep making yeah. more and more. They, I mean, they they probably got. They probably got twelve or thirteen labels now. Carbot got be- bought out by InBev. Yeah. Yeah, which I mean, owns uh, Budweiser, Budweiser, Anheuser Busch. Yeah, yeah, and yep. there's another one they own, but they still and they they still produce it out of the same brewery. They didn't, so there are no that they only. Or, well, I can't say the only the one of the few good things about that that merger that that acquisition was uh, that you didn't lose any local jobs. Yeah. Um, still, they kept it. Still the same guys. Still bro- brewing the same. It's the like same when product. that. Uh, that VC firm bought Yeti. Oh, still in yeah. Austin and still. Yeah, it's still still the same same folks. Um, I think I think they had they may work there still. I don't know. I yeah, seen they hadn't any put out a new commercial about that. Their commercials are awesome on YouTube. Yeah, they they've got their uh, their branding down. That's yeah. I, I I mean, everybody's got their opinion about uh, you know a five hundred dollar cooler. Um, I have a Yeti. Um, Actually, the next one I'd like to get would be an, Ar- an Arctic. Uh, I like Arctic soft packs. 
Arctic has made here in Houston. Yeah. And have you been to? The, they have a new facility. Do they? Yeah. They make. I it's mean, like right out of uh, on I ten or something. It's all rotomolded coolers. Yeah. You know, you know Yeti started. Um, now I'm sure they've they've got uh, operations moved domestically. But what they started out doing was just buying these rotomolded coolers uh, through Alibaba, just buying. Um, uh-huh. Buying them from China, yeah, and then smacking a, a sticker and on them. They and they started working with design and manufacturing, mm-hmm. and went yeah. on, and yeah. And I, I believe Arctic is owned by one of the original uh, he, proprietors. The, of there's, Yeti. I think it was, I don't remember. It's one or two guys. Two guys who used to work for Yeti broke off and started Arctic. Yeah, but Yeti is like the Coke of coolers now. Oh yeah, you know, you want to drink, you want a Coke. Yeah. All right. What do you want, Dr. Pepper? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got. They call it a Coke. They call it a Yeti. You can buy the the five dollar Walmart one. You can buy the Arctic. Can, I don't like Arctic's cups. Uh, mm-hmm. But they'll say, "Oh, you got a Yeti cup." Yeah. Oh, it's an Arctic. Yeah, it's a Yeti cup. Yeah, it's it's the the branding is the the seed has been planted. Yeah. That's it. They build it. Look it, what they come out with that everyone else comes out with a backpack. It's ubiquitous. If you're yeah. if you're an outdoorsman, you you've got a you've got a yeti, and if you and if you don't, you're always kind of kind of secretly wishing that you that you did. I mean, yeah. shoot, the some of the the outdoorsmen that I have, uh, heroes that I have are are outdoorsmen in different respects. Uh, one of them, Shane Dorian, uh, one of my favorite surfers. Um, he's uh, uh, a big wave surfer. He was uh, he was real big in WSL. Big big winner, uh, especially in the late nineties. He was actually in a movie. Uh, had a, a like a major motion picture movie about big wave surfing. Um, oh, wow. uh, in God's hands, you got to check it out. It's really good. Um, but uh, he's also a really avid bow hunter. He he, he bow hunts with uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he? He took did... Joe Rogan out in in Hawaii just yeah. a couple months ago. Uh, they did a big a big thing on it. But he's sponsored by Yeti, and so you know, I want I have a Yeti. I want to get a an Arctic. But if I didn't have the Yeti and I only bought the Arctic or the Orca or the Grizzly or the whatever, I'm always secretly kind of going, man. I, I wish I had had two hundred extra dollars to yeah to grab the Yeti. I like Arctic's uh, soft packs. Mm-hmm. Those are really good. I have two of those, yeah, like the twenty and the forty. I bought one of those for twenty bucks. Where? How did the lady you do in my that? neighborhood was selling them. Come like on. she was selling a lot of stuff one day. She's like, Arctic cooler twenty bucks. Shut and up. I'm like, that is a perfect one. So I went and grab it right away. Yeah. And I was like, are you, you got sure? any more? Goes, yep. You got <laughs> I think she was a I asked her. She's I'm out. No, that's a yeah, shoot. Tell her I'll buy but it. I'll buy that, all that of was, them. I was loving it. But their soft packs are really nice. I like them. They got those welded zippers, they don't yeah, leak. They, they all have that. Now, is it the flip top or is it like the yes, the, the flip top the pinchy kind No, I don't like the I, pinchy type. I don't like that pinchy type when the with the single zipper across the top. I don't I, when when Yeti first because they they came on the scene first with these like uh, tote type soft bags. I did not the, the way that they welded the zipper and it was almost like like this really narrow 
oval lid that just yeah. got split in half. It didn't go end to end. Yeah, you, you. It was so, so rigid. Yeah. That you you know you you grind yeah, you, your hand in. You grind your. It, I like the 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 flip top. They've kind of. I want to do a whole episode just on like things like that, like coolers. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, it, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that have tried to replicate. That they're never going to get the branding and, and the the market penetration that Yeti mm-hmm. did, but there's a lot of people that have successfully replicated from the cooler aspect. You know, a good, reliable, rugged yeah. cooler. Like I said, Orca, and and there's that's the thing is there. What I've through my my research because I considered doing that model just shit i can buy these things on on alibaba for, everybody did, did that yeah i buy them for 30 bucks a, a pop and i can sell them for you know 150 it's kind of regional though so you like like in the pacific north northwest you've got orca and yeah. then uh you've got uh grizzly on the the west coast and you've got um uh, Arctic and Yeti down here, and it, it's but they're all putting out a very yeah. very similar product. Yeah, my buddy did that for a a long time, and oh. it, he would you know Thomas. Yeah, yeah. And what was the coastal coolers? Coastal coolers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got a couple of his. I loved them. They're nice. They're really nice. They were good. Yeah, and feel bad because he we started a long time ago, and I was always like, hey man, hook me up with a cooler. Now going back, it's like, man, I should have bought a cooler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is he not doing it anymore? I don't think he is. It's tough. Uh, he might still be. Haven't haven't talked to him in a while. It, to call him. It's tough, though. Tough to to sort of break down that barrier because if you don't have any brand recognition. Yeah. He did real well, but you have to push it. You got to have distribution. You got to have warehousing. Think you, about it. It's a cooler how big that thing is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You gotta, and you don't just buy like twelve. No, you buy like twelve hundred. You gotta buy, you gotta buy enough to fulfill your orders because that's gonna be that's gonna be the first yeah. thing that you're gonna be you're gonna have to stock them in because you, if you've got distribution, if you've been into a Bucky's and and you know they're they got rid of Yeti and they're doing exclusively Arctic yeah, now, Arctic. but you go into any Bucky's and there's no fewer than. 30 coolers of these Arctic, mm-hmm. the big, the 65 quart, like yeah. the, the big ones, there's, there's 30 or 40 of these, 40 of these things lining the, the, you know, the midway, um, down, down the aisle. How many, how many Bucky's are there in Texas now? There's no seven idea. right there. And then, you know, if you got any smaller, uh, do you know that the Bucky's, oh, we have a little one right by us. Do you know that the Bucky's are themed? Like per like individually, yeah, really. Go to Galveston. What do you, what is mostly there? I'm trying to think. You ever been there? To the one in Galveston. The one on the way to Galveston. Texas oh, the City. Texas City one. Yeah, you ever been in it? Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I paid attention. It's all fishing. Oh. You go to the one in. Uh, oh, okay. I get what you. I get what you're talking about. You, yeah, the you, one. The in, one on I-10 in uh, was it Luling? Uh huh. It's all hunting. Yeah, there's all this the, the same thing. The one go, on seventy one right there at uh, Bastrop. Yeah, um, on the way to yeah, on the way to Austin. It's it's all deer corn. Yeah, and uh, but then there's another one that's on the way to like uh oh to the uh, Kamal and to go floating and all down by oh, uh, yeah. Green Hall and yeah, all yeah yeah uh, the one there 
is all floating in tubing supplies and camping. And that's true. Yeah. Oh, the one in uh, Oyster Creek, um, on the between um, uh, between Freeport or not Freeport yeah. uh, Surfside and uh, Lake Jackson, mm-hmm. right there. That I, I believe that was the original Bucky's. And that's all uh, bait and fishing lures yeah. and that kind of stuff. And then uh, they also, last time I went there, and that's a pretty small one, but uh, they had uh, like your crawfish table. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're not the, not the table, but the the, the one in a, the cooker with the the big. Um, what location was that at? Uh, Oyster Creek. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's, it's the same thing. The one on I ten in uh, in uh, Baytown. Mm-hmm. Just filled with. Uh, that one's got a lot of good food. The smallest one that I've ever been to is um, in Alvin on 35. Yes. Uh, right there by at 517. Yeah. Um, that one is teeny tiny. Even another one by my house? Yeah. Yeah. They at least Bigger have the, that? they at least have the, the taco, like the, yeah. the little thing where they'll make the handmade yeah. taco. They didn't even have that there. Oh, I mean, it's like a true, just a gas station convenience store. It's like two, re- just two registers. And I mean, you could, if you put, Exxon mm-hmm. on the on the yeah. door, you would believe it was an Exxon station. Well, man, we uh, if you can't tell, we took a little break just now. Uh, this is probably going to be the longest so far podcast that we have. It's just good topics, but uh, what uh, what you want to talk about, man? What what's what's have you seen lately in the news that's like been like oh oh in the news, you know, or anything interesting? I'll new? tell you, I'll tell you. Picked about up the, any new toys? I have got any a man. To- oh. Man, man, toys, man, toys. Yeah, like, but we'll come back to that. But what you? Uh, well, I was gonna say, I'm glad the the midterm elections are over because uh, the lead up, like for six months, it doesn't matter what station you turn on or what political bend you have or anything like that. It's just overload, overload. It is. Overload. And so, like, I just had to take a take a take a pause on watching news. I just um, waited for my father-in-law to tell me who to vote for. Yeah. <laughs> and he sent me the list. And my wife, Kelly, sent me the list and said, here's who you vote for. Thanks, babe. <laughs> Love Iron Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's you know funny about that? My dad used to do the same thing. So, uh, oh, yeah. You know, my father-in-law, he watches a lot of the... He's going to come on the show soon. There you uh, go. He watches a lot of the political race around here. And so he, he's got his eye on a pulse. He's got his experience. But my dad used to do the same thing because he would support a lot of those guys. And sure. It was local politics and things yeah. like that. And yeah. Local politics. So is, you is, followed it. Is maybe more important than national yeah. politics because, you know, yeah, forget your property taxes are going to be what hits you. Yeah. That's going to be the most impactful. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you were looking, all right, who's running for the new tax board on this? Oh, man, what about that guy? And like start mm-hmm. covering that like they do national news. Like this guy once said a bad word in 1975. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, what's even more important than that is the uh, the ballot initiatives, you know, proposition. Yeah. Pro- you know, nobody really nobody really no. digs deep into those or, or pays attention unless it's your cause celeb. But but some of those things are really impactful and really important. And, yeah. you know, no matter what side you come down on, you probably, before you check that box, you, you probably should you know, crack a book or, or yeah. have a conversation with who's going to be affected directly. And, you know, in, in Texas, we don't 
you know, most of our stuff is done legislatively. We have very few ballot initiatives except for like really, really, really local, local, like, you know, not like ca- this is to allow county the extended and city, time yeah. of the farmer's market to be done on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Or like, but well, it's also a bond initiative to repair a bridge in the local community. Yeah. They put like crazy stuff together or yeah. like, what was the one? It was, I think it was prop four and it was the, the firefighters uh, yeah. wanting like a 30% uh, raise or 30, 31% raise or something. And uh, I mean the, the, the merits of it, uh, it's not even worth getting into. I don't, I don't think it passed. Um, but you know, that's something regardless of what your opinion is on it, that's that's something that is going that's to directly inf- impact, you know, it was for me, it was, you know, the resident of the city of Houston. Mm-hmm. You know, that was something that, that, that I... That could add an extra quarter of a cent yeah, on your... Yeah, which, I mean, it probably doesn't sound like a whole lot, but it's... You, you take know. the population of this area where League City alone is over... Is it over a million now? It's got to be. Or over 100,000. It's got to be. Well, no, no, no. Probably not over a million. It's got to be. It's over 100,000. Yeah. Well, uh, well I, let's, let's Google that yeah, shit. Yeah, Google. I think, it's over, I think it's over 100,000. Highest per capita of concealed handgun license per. That's good. Enough. Holders per uh, capita is League City. So that's. Pretty impressive. That means everyone around here is packing. That's important. Yep, y'all, y'all cracked uh, one hundred and four thousand nine hundred and three as of two thousand seventeen, and actually, that's not far behind Paraland. Yeah, and that's that's interesting. Hey, Lake Charles is only seventy seven thousand. I know seventy five thousand <laughs> of Lake Charles. We're going this weekend. <laughs> Are you really? Yes. You going to the Nugget? We're going to La Berge. Nice. You gonna play yeah. golf? Yes. Awesome. Actually, I am going to play golf. Uh, my buddy sent me the message today, but he's like, "Hey, what time you want to play golf on Sunday?" Uh, I was like, "I don't care, you know, whenever." And so he got us at eight a.m. tea time, but I'm okay with that. Are you? I gotta going... check with my wife. So at eight a.m. tea time, I think I'll be all right. You playing eighteen? Eighteen. The golf is free. So, I can't beat that. I can't beat. That's why I can't pass it up. Like I was like, all right, that's if we're not the financial guy in me is like, I can go buy a bottle at the local of Crown. We can sit around, make drinks at the hotel, and watch the games. Uh huh. Or, or uh, now we can go play golf. Free golf. That's I mean, my bar tab just got bigger. That would have been a hundred bucks. Yeah, that would have been a hundred bucks. So that's you know, that's a I'll win. Put, maybe I'll Wesley snipe it while I'm at the casino. That's a win. That's a oh, big lag. Last time, the last time that I went to LaBerge, uh, it was when uh, we were doing work at Spindletop mm-hmm. in, in Beaumont. And uh, we decided that we wanted uh, Daryl's sandwich and to go pull a couple slots because yeah. we were that close. And uh, so we popped over. It was me and my dad and our other business partner at the time. Um, and we went in and I dropped, I dropped. 200 and it lasted me about about an hour what'd you play uh uh, played slots i played a little bit of blackjack and i lost it on i I think i no, i lost it Uh, i played a couple of good hands of poker and i lost it on Mm. blackjack um 
I was I was a little yeah you you say you're always supposed to hit on a soft sixteen, and I was a little too aggressive with mm-hmm. with that, and it it bit me. So oh. I I I dumped out two hundred bucks. Uh, Dad was out fashioning that, but our business partner he went in there, and uh, he went back for that third hundred dollar trip to the ATM, mm-hmm. and we sat there for for about three more hours and watched him on the $5 slots. Max bet every time the Wheel of Fortune won. Mm-hmm. He got up $5,000. We left there. He was $5,000 rich. Nice. Just sat there, Max betting. Sometimes up, sometimes Turned down. But, but he had enough buffer in it. Mm-hmm. He trended up. Yep. He killed it, and he he knew when to, when to pull the... Pull the Pull the trigger and when when to say stop. That's cool. Last time I went, uh, I got up about seven or eight hundred dollars on the with only a hundred dollars put in the uh, how do I describe this? It's craps, but it's like the video game version of crap of uh, craps. Oh yeah, where you yeah, have like, like dice in the middle and they bounce them around and all that. And, right. And I got up seven hundred. I like it because the table is a five dollar minimum. Where all the other craps table with everyone else was like twenty five mm-hmm. or ten, and I'm like, uh, I like playing craps. Or I like shooting craps. Um, I'm just not like I can follow the directions mm-hmm. of of the the dealer and kind of pull some advice from surrounding players, but I'm not familiar enough with the game to say that I'm a effective player right you know it does have your best odds in a casino mm-hmm. but once again i'm, I'm kind of like you i'll i'll play the uh the point i'll play you know i'll pick numbers i'll play a couple of you know hard ways and things like that but the the horn high yo all that no, no i don't yeah know it it's i pretty much you know keep it on the what is it called keep it on the line yeah that's just play the line, and then yeah. that's pretty much what I know how to do. I'm not familiar enough with the rules. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'd do better if I... Oh, man, the biggest loser for me is roulette. Well, yeah, it is the biggest loser. Oh, man. I lost $500 in 30 minutes the very first time I went to okay. LaBerge on roulette. I mean, just yeah. got, just got hammered. When we were there, one of our coworkers, uh, she won 100 bucks, so we... We convinced her to go put it on the roulette table on black, and it hit. No way! Yeah, I got Come a video, on. and like all of us are like so excited about it. We're like, yeah! And of oh. course, this is during the day at the Laberge, and there's a guy on the side of her, and he—you could tell—he's like, "I thought y'all had jobs. Yeah, <laughs> y'all should be at work." And I'm just like, everybody goes excited. And he's just like, "Ah, oh, my ear," you know. Oh, Man, I. Uh, uh, I would, I definitely, every time I, it was a net loss cash wise, but I got my, my monies. I would stay long enough and, and ha- have enough money on the table to where like I would, I'd go get, get all something. my drinks. I know I get, I'd get all my drinks. Mm-hmm. And so I'd made up for it. Like uh, what was your strategy? Just like pick a number or four? Or... Oh, with, with roulette? Yeah. I was going to color. Because wow. I've I've 
The, Did you do that thing where it's like, oh, I put it on black, and then I put it on black, and then I put it on And it hits red. red and, and then you switch to red. And then mm-hmm. you, you, if you lose, you start all over with one. And then if you win, you put another one on. And when you win, mm-hmm. you put another one. And every time I every time I, I felt like I needed to make a change, it it was the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. Or any time I was up at a, at a card table, the dealer would change and it would go cold. Mm-hmm. It's just like, God. Can't, I'm the you know, I'm too cheap to do this. I'm I'm too cheap to yeah. I know how hard I had to work for that money. So like, I think well that first experience losing the five hundred dollars that was like oh god. But my I think my personal limit is uh is two is two hundred dollars. Like I'm just I'm I'm not going to be willing to lose more than that. Yeah, I'll go to three. I just oh. if I'm. Not being watched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and that's what I'll do more. So, uh, man toys, you picked up anything no, good, new lately, or you cheap, know, or actually, secondhand even? Um, got a new pair of waders, some breathable waders, because my, my old pair had sprung a leak. Um, but they lasted, they lasted four years. What'd you get? That's just the Magellan breathable knee Academy special. Sweater. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 49 bucks. You can't beat it. I mean, mm-hmm. they'll last you about four years. And You got the boot on that? The neoprene Okay, boot. so you need the... So you get the, the wading boot to go over. Okay. I like, I, so uh, when the last time I got wading boots... We were supposed to go wade fishing. Well, I'm really hard on my... We were. We need, to, we need to get out in the water anyway. Dude, that night was crazy when we went fishing. Yeah, it was. That, that I don't think I had seen it rain that hard in no. Galveston Forever. since I since I lived on the island. Yeah. Um, but uh, the last time I went and got uh, wading boots, I'm really hard on my stuff, and and I try and take good care of it, and I keep stuff you know washed. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the stuff it just it's not good quality. You know the zippers yeah. they they uh, the paint comes off and they they swell and um, they they don't buckle and or they mm-hmm. don't um they don't zip up and down and then they get dry rotted real quick yeah. so i bought um these soft science um wading boots man i'll tell you what those are the most com- i wear them around like shoes if Lindsay would let me they are so <laughs> comfortable and they've they've really taken a taken a beating mm-hmm. i'm lobbying for her to let me wear them like shoes that's good I mean, that's, I mean, when I went, when I was going to go with you, I, I had to go get some stuff and I was, I was like texting you. I think, man, are these supposed to be bigger or smaller? What, what is it fits? I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So then we didn't go. So I just brought it back. So. Oh man. <clears throat> yeah. I, uh, oh, I got a new, uh, I got a Waterloo rod. Um, cause my, uh, I got to stop buying castaways and all-stars all-star used to be really really good they got bought by academy there you go um but i gotta stop buying the castaways because they just they snap they snap that my trout rigs snap get a seven foot um you know a, a light action and they snap but i got this waterloo and uh it's the oh shoot uh salinity model mm-hmm. really really good really snappy um i got it a little bit longer i got uh seven seven six seven and a half feet um 
and uh, a lose uh, speed spool uh, mm-hmm. reel. It's We're my, talking about one to lose. It's I had been wanting one for a really long time. I've been researching them. I've been you know every time I go to Cabela's or Bass Pro or Academy, I'm always giving them a little a little test run. So I I pulled taking, it, a, taking a stroll by. Yeah, well, and I I so I kind of you know testing the water got a, like a medium grade one that speed spool is like a i think it's like a 100 and 110 107 uh reel and uh man it's favorite rig that i've put together so far really really good so well, it warms up a little yeah go, you know what we need to go do right now is go look at the uh the uh the drum or the group oh oh yeah yeah um I don't know. The grouper, well, the, the, the flounder migration. Yeah, flounder. God, that, that's what I'm thinking. That's, it's late um, at night. I'm tired. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, the flounder in, around here has been really it's good. It's supposed to be really, really, do you know you're only allowed to have two? Two? Yeah. Two. Two in a boat. Do you know that? Oh, really? Yeah, it's, that's the way I understand it. I mm. could be wrong, but the way I understand it that. is two in a boat. You know you can only shoot two javelinas in a season. Really? Really? Yeah. Did you know they're not pigs? No. They're a um uh aren't they like a timony um and uh they're they're more closely rated to uh or related to a, a tapir. Yeah. You know those ones at the zoo that mm-hmm. it kind of looks it's like It's got a, a pig. longer snout. It's got like this like Yeah. donkey dick looking nose. <laughs> I was I was in a deer stand one time in my uh my phone died, mm-hmm. so I always get the little book that goes with it. Uh, your your hunting license, yeah. I just put it in my bag. Yeah. So I was reading that, and it's like javelina, two per year, and I'm like, oh, that's good to reconfirm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it's been two for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the javelina, I've never. Uh, my dad and I were actually talking about this uh, the other day, and um, uh, we had watched a show uh, the Andrew Zimmern guy mm-hmm. that eats all the weird shit. Um, he, uh, he went in South Texas and shot a javelina and, uh, it's, you know, it's kind of a, it's not invasive. It's, it's a native species mm-hmm. to the area, but it's, they're kind of destructive and, yeah. um, they're like a neutral. Yeah. Kind of like that. But, uh, so they, they were out on this property and they killed this, uh, javelina and uh, he thought that they were just going to do like, kind of like any predator and just, you know, leave it out and try mm-hmm. to attract other predators to, to kill and they said, no, 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 we're going to eat this thing. And they like dug a pit and they, uh, they wrapped it up in like palm leaves or banana leaves or some, some kind of thing like that and, uh, covered it up and built the fire over it and, uh, and cooked this thing in the ground with the fire on top of it. And it was like Hawaiian style. Yeah. Like pull apart. Good. Like just, he said it tasted really good, a little bit gamey, but hmm. re- really good. So I don't, uh, I don't know that I eat it that way, but maybe it's good. I don't know. Well, dude, we're going on one hour and forty minutes. Probably mm. just a lot of us catching up on stuff. Plus the two hours we did before yeah. this. Uh, man, I, I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks Let's for having for letting me. Letting him come over and during this time, uh, buddy. Anything you want to push? Anything you want to, you know. I want, I, I want to get you and your dad in here one day and to just talk, you know, general. Get Hank. Hank yeah. Life. Hank Life. Yeah, yeah let's get Hank in here. He's a, he's a cool guy. Uh, 
like when we go to lunch together. I get to I, the if you if you have a chance to work with your dad, if you get along, work with your dad. That's my that's my advice. He's I worked my, with my dad for three years. Yeah. How did that go? <laughs> it was a very good learning experience, but yeah. dude. That's hard. Well, I think Dad, Dad's kind of the the yin to my yang. He's we we balance each other out in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, and uh, he's I trust him with with uh, any and everything I have. So yeah, he's uh he's, we we had that trust too. You know, it was the but man. Sometimes my my dad's got a good way of he wants something done a certain way. And when you don't do it his way, you can get better results, but he's still going to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I'm more that way. My dad's real sanguine. He's real just mm-hmm. easy peasy, chilly willies, you know, hey, man, no big deal. And I'm more of the, which is, that may be the oddest thing that's ever come out of my mouth is that I'm the type A because mm-hmm. I am not a type A guy. I'm really, really not. But when it comes to how we do business, very, very specific, very uh, particular about the way that I, I yeah. like to, to do things. And he's he's um, just kind of just a little more easy breezy about it. And it's just that's a mind blower yeah. that, that I'm the type A. Yeah, that that would be an interesting show. We need to get Hank in here and maybe get my dad. <laughs> Let's just make a run to Natchez. Yeah. And uh, we'll do that one weekend. Hell yeah. And the whole show will be about like working father son. Yeah, moving piles of bricks from the front of the front of the property. <laughs> like you know, they've been sitting there for thirty eight years. <laughs> and he's gonna say, you know what? No, it's time they went over to that yeah. corner. <laughs> Speaking of, I you don't, need, li- you don't I even live here anymore. I think I might make pit move it. Nice. That'll be two dollars. Yeah, there you go. Two dollars on. God, we'll be back. I'd have to maybe do it Saturday morning. Oh, I'm going to New York. Next week, really? What's yeah. in New York? Uh, the the Mamma Mia, the city, the holidays. My wife wanted me to see. I've never been. I've never been to New York before. Has your wife been? Yeah, she went uh, right after she graduated college. She and uh, a girlfriend uh, went up there and and uh, like around this time of year. And uh, does your wife have a list of places where she's been that she wants you to go? Um, this was it. This was pretty much it. She's, um, she's been to a bunch of, of different places and, and I'm always pushing for tropical vacation type things. Mm -hmm. And she said, we're not going to do another tropical thing till you go take me and let's go see New York all lit up for the holidays. Kelly's been to New York. Uh, she just went to South Carolina. And she wants me to go there. Yeah. And then she's been to Nashville, wants me to go there. I, I went to Nashville when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah. I haven't been recently. Uh, I haven't been on that. I hope y'all have a good time with that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be I've, I want to do uh, all the touristy things. I want to see the, the Empire State and the Statue of Liberty and all the... It was real funny when Kelly went. I was listening to uh, Nick Offerman's book, Gumption. Yeah. And in it... There's a section all about the guy who built Central Park. Oh, no kidding. And it's really it's really cool when you start realizing like what that was. Like Kelly's like, oh, we're eating here at Tavern on the Green. I'm like, oh, that used to be an old sheep's uh, barn and everything like that. And she goes, yeah, how did you know that? And I'm like, because I just listened to it. Like the guy that built it. Because I have an inquiring it. mind. It, it, you would love it. You know why? Because the guy that built it like underbid it. And it all came down to how is this guy going to figure this stuff out? Nice. Like true, just... Like seat of the pants kind of yeah. shit. Hey, look like, at 
it, it's it's really cool and how they designed it and what they came up with. It was all sealed bids and everything like that. So that's awesome. And I think he almost didn't get it in on time, and he had to pay someone like a security guard to let him in to put it on the desk or something. Yeah, the the, the fact that there is that much undeveloped property on the mm, island yeah. of Manhattan is amazing. I mean, that's a that's a statement all on its own. I want to see if you can. I can pull it for you or something so you can like read about it so that I'm sure y'all go to Central Park and do the carriage ride through. You yeah, know? we'll probably do something you like should. that. I've seen I've seen pictures of guys like f- like fishing yeah. with like like the the river looking gear. You yeah. know, you see people like yeah. fly fishing with the vests and the all Yeah, that. it's it's a whole it's a thing ecosystem. I I mean I I it's definitely, you know, it's it's the last bit of nature on that island, but it just seems counterintuitive like right in the middle of manhattan you know getting your your mm-hmm. waders on and going throwing some flies and um, <laughs> that would be cool <laughs> it just seems like like what do you like then you what do you walk out into the subway yeah. to, to go home it That's just probably seems, normal yeah it so. seems weird but anyway all right man well i think we're gonna be uh wrapping this up thanks Tom, for having me man, man. I, really I appreciate, appreciate you it. coming by uh once again, this is my real good buddy, Chris Morris, uh, works at H&K Morris, and we're going to have him back on to talk about that. Where can they find y'all or tell you us you know, if you need a contractor, yeah. tell, H- them, tell them about y'all. HKMorrisGroup.com. We're, uh, we're a local general contractor. We've been in business uh, for 11 years, been in the industry. I've been in the industry for 15, and my dad for 40 he's he's what he's 58 and he started when he was 12 toting shingles up a ladder for his stepfather's <laughs> moving bricks company. yeah moving bricks oh, whatever the shingles are still yeah there. <laughs> the shingles are still there the bricks are still there so uh yeah we we're just we do we do it all general contractor so um go check us out all right well everybody Thank you for tuning back in. I really appreciate it. Sorry I missed it uh, the last couple of weeks. I'm going to make it up with you. I've got a couple of trips coming up. I've got some things happening where I'm going to be hanging out with some really good guys, some really fun guys. We're going to be probably talking to a World Series of Poker player. John? Huh? John? (laughs) Sorry, John. I don't remember. (laughs) Uh, I've got a guy who was a surfer, a professional surfer. My buddy Tim Coon's coming down. Uh, So me and Army's going to talk. I think our conversation is going to be experiences of A&M versus LSU going to school there. Uh, so. I didn't go to college, so uh, you don't have to worry about me. Uh, Do you have School of Hard Knocks as your uh, education colors on Facebook? Are, <laughs> colors are black and blue, brother. I <laughs> told that teacher I want to yeah. red, white, and blue crayon. <laughs> and I, said, I told her, you got a lumpy butt. <laughs> I watched that movie the other day. I died laughing again. It was still funny. Uh, if you don't know what that movie is. Go see The Ballad of yeah. Ricky Bobby. Talladega so, Nights. So once again, thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for listening. And once again, if you know a good old boy that we need to talk to, please send me a message and let me know. Figure Find us on goodoldboypodcast.com and on Facebook and Instagram. Drop us a line. Tag us in your activities. Uh, once again, if you have an acre of grass, we want we to have push a challenge. Mowing and get ripped. We uh we we want to see how long it would take us to mow an acre. Oh, and weed eating too. You had to weed eat. Oh hell yeah. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna basically do a workout. It's like so the whole thing. Yeah. I need an acre. Yeah. I need an acre to borrow for a weekend. 
<clears throat> and once again, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Please share. Please subscribe. Leave a review. <laughs> We're going to wrap this up right now. <laughs> and as always, say hi to your mom and them.